You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here, along with Jamal Collier, our MLB.com Nationals reporter. And Jamal, a lot to get to on the podcast. A lot of it having to do with health and Nationals players getting closer and closer to being healthy as we get closer and closer to opening day. But I want to start with Jake Arrieta, who will not be a member of the Washington Nationals as he signs a three-year, $75 million deal with the division rival Phillies. There was talk that there was interest with the Nationals and Arietta. He ends up going elsewhere. So where does that leave the Nationals as far as that rotation and filling it out with five players? Yeah, I mean, you know, all kind of winter long we heard about in the Nats and Arietta and that kind of connection. Um, you know, as, as Arietta continued to linger on the market, you know, that connection kind of lingered. And, um, you know, a lot of people thought that he'd be, that that'd be the ultimate landing spot, you know, for him. Um, you know, but the, the truth is the Nats – they like, checked in on Arietta. I think they um, always left that possibility open if the price kind of really fell and they saw a value there. But, um, you know, from the beginning here, they've been pretty consistent saying that they were happy with what they had in camp and what their in-house options that, you know, have been. Uh, and, that, and that points to A.J. Cole. You know, he's the guy who has been the favorite and really, you know, looks like the guy who's in place to be the number five starter uh, as the season starts. You know, he's out of options. Uh, that's the big thing, uh, especially that, you know, if they don't keep him on a major league roster, they'd have to risk losing him to waivers. And I think that's something they're not really interested in doing right now. Um, so, you know, he was going to make this roster, whether it be in the rotation or bullpen from the beginning. But, you know, based off what he did la- at the end of last year and his last handful of starts or so, about 11 appearances, um, and, you know, based off that, that faction of options, you know, this guy obviously was a former prospect, and they believed that, you know, he turned a little bit of a corner last year to go from kind of spot starter uh, to a legitimate option for them. So, I mean, um, you know, they, they still feel pretty good that, that with A.J. Cole, and they kind of felt that way uh, going along the way. Arietta is obviously a really good pitcher and would have made that rotation. It's already going to be really good, uh, even better. But I think that, you know, right now they feel still really good about where they're at when they're starting the season with A.J. Cole as a fifth starter. Then, you know, you can get through a half a season and maybe Joe Ross comes back. He's recovering from Tommy John's surgery. Maybe you make a move with the deadline or so. But I think they're pretty comfortable with, with the kind of guys they have right now, which will be headlined by A.J. Cole. And Cole was scratched uh, Monday because he was sick. When is he expected yeah. to get back out there? Uh, I would expect it to be, uh, you know, a, a prolonged absence for him. I don't know if they have a date necessarily for him to make his next start. Uh, they may have him throw in the backfield just to keep everybody kind of on turn. But, uh, you know, it was a stomach virus that a couple of different guys had. Adrian, Adrian Sanchez was sent home, uh, I think, a couple of days before Cole came down with it, with the same kind of stomach virus, and Sanchez was in the lineup the next day. Um, so I, I think Cole should be fine with that. It shouldn't be a big deal there. All right, so that's good news on that front. As far as the bullpen goes, obviously it's a, a strong bullpen after the moves they made late in 2017. Um, you have three guys that have the experience that they've closed before in Sean Doolittle, Ryan Matz, and Brandon Kinsler. I knew Doolittle's for the most part going to be the main guy, but it sounds like those other guys may get more end-of-game opportunities than you would expect on, on a lot of teams in order to keep everybody kind of fresh all season. Is that the way you're kind of understanding it? Yeah, kind of. I mean, Doolittle is the closer, and he's going to get the the kind of lion's share of of the of the same chances. But um, you know, I think Dave Martinez is going to be very aware of not burning those guys out. And I think what you'll see a lot of times is you may see two of them pitch um, on any given day, as opposed to all three. Now there'll be you know certain uh, you know times where the all three of them will have to kind of throw. But for the most part, you might see you know we you throw Matt and Doolittle one day. 
um, and then you know have Kinsler ready for the next day with everyone, whichever guy is ready to, to kind of go back to back, or and then kind of make sure these guys aren't doing three in a row, four out of five, and some of those things. Um, it's still kind of flexible. We still haven't necessarily seen it in action yet, but I think that um, you know that's the luxury of having all these guys with experience of, of pitching late in games and pitching in high leverage situations that you don't have to burn any of them out. And I think that that's something that, that Dave has been you know very cognizant of, not just with his relievers but with everybody. Um, and it sends a chance. Like you said, to be a really good bullpen, not just for those guys three, but if Ben Walker can have a bounce back here, they're, they're really high on Sean Kelly, and he looks healthy so far. Um, and, and there's some of the other guys they have also, the Sammy Solis, if he can ever put it together and stay healthy too, could be a pretty good piece. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how Dave Martinez, obviously a first year manager, handles that bullpen, but it's something that he's, you know, kind of said he's going to be open to be flexible with and kind of keeping those guys fresh. Such a difference from a year ago when there was really nobody with any closing experience <laughs> down there getting ready for the season, but uh, certainly a different story now. All right, I mentioned guys getting healthy, and they are doing that. Adam Eaton getting close to making his Grapefruit League debut. Um, still planned to be ready for opening day, right? With the, Obviously, he's coming off the ACL injury and, and missing so much of last year, um, but they still hope to have him in the lineup opening day? Yeah, I'd even say they expect to have him in yeah. the lineup opening day. I think that you know with him... You know, they really just are taking it just extra careful and extra slow with him and, and, and making sure that he is, you know, 100% a go before they actually put him out into to games. He's taking some at-bats in minor league fields. Um, you know, he's, he's done everything. That's kind of since from the beginning. You know, there's not been anything that he's been limited in during camp. You know, with every drill, he's out there with the rest of the outfielders that are healthy and not. I mean, so it's really not been... Um, you know, he's not been limited in any way, and I think just the, the one thing that they have done is just kind of taking it easy with him as far as actual game action, uh, just because they can control minor league games and control some of the other things a little bit easier for him. So I think that, you know, so far so good. He should be fine uh, to start opening day and, and, and kind of go, you know, that they might be a little careful with him maybe, maybe even that first month. But, um, you know, Eden should be fine, and I would expect him at some point this week. He's still got a little over two a little over two weeks before the uh, regular season begins. I expect at this point, you know, that sometime this week you start getting him some, some at-bats uh, in Grapefruit League games, and, and then you kind of, you know, to have him full go and turn him loose. And then Daniel Murphy on Saturday was able to take real batting practice uh, with the other guys as opposed to just hitting off a cage and that stuff as he gets ready for the season as well. What's the time frame for Murphy? Murphy's is a little bit more dicey. Um, you know, they continue to say that opening day is what they're pushing for for him. Um, like you said, he just took batting practice for the first time on Saturday, and he really is not doing a whole lot. He's doing some, some kind of minor field work, um, you know, basically able to kind of be stationary and, and doing some forehand, backhand, uh, ground balls kind of right at him. So he's not really able to move laterally just yet. Um, of course, coming off that knee surgery that he had in, in, in uh, October. So, I mean, I think the, the thing with him is, you know, we're kind of running, pushing the time a little bit and, and kind of mentioned about what I just mentioned with all the other guys about how they're taking somebody, so many guys careful and they're trying to be um, taking it slow with so many people. It would, it would be surprising to me if all of a sudden they rushed Murphy just to be ready for the first game of the season. Um, so, again, they're still targeting opening day. They still believe that's a possibility. Uh, but the time frame is just getting a little bit dicey here that I would, you know, Murphy's going to have to kind of make some major strides here probably in the next couple of days, especially the next week if he's got to be in the lineup there on opening day. But, um, you know, again, he is progressing pretty well, and they still feel really good about all the progress that he's made just as far as being ready for that first game in Cincinnati. I'm not sure that timeline works out well enough. 
Yeah, no reason to rush it. It's 162 games, so if it's an extra week or whatever it takes to get Murphy there healthy for sure. Uh, the Dave Martinez fun spring training continues. Uh, we've seen all sorts of stuff. There was the camels on hump day, which was great. And then on Saturday, it was walk-off practice, which is another level of stuff. And any highlights to you that stood out from, uh, from walk-off practice? Has these guys literally got to practice celebrating a walk-off hit? Yeah, there's a couple of really good ones. I mean, you had uh, Bryce kind of almost mimicked what he did in the uh, the uh, NLDS that game to hit that big home run where he basically hits the homer, kind of drops the bat, and then kind of does the stare and point. Uh, Howie, Howie Kendrick was pretty excited and kind of yelled pretty much exactly around the, around all the bases um, as he as he ran around. Uh, Brian Goodwin did the kind of LeBron uh, James kind of pump up. The, the push down, pump up uh, kind of celebration is kind of hard to describe, but that was pretty fun. There's a lot of really fun, as a matter of fact. And I think uh, the, the you know funniest thing of all was Dave just said, "Hey, all I told him was that you hit a walk off. <laughs> Didn't necessarily say it was a home run. He said I, I, it was me. I just would have ran a first base and said, all right, game over, base hit, <laughs> instead of running all the way around. But you know, again, it's, it's a way to have fun and, and just stay in the day and say, hey, we expect to hit a walk off at some point during the season. Um, so it's something you might as well practice. And I think that that is you know, a small thing, but a fun thing yeah, that we've seen here in camp so far. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of that stuff. And you can definitely tell that Dave Martinez worked under Joe Madden for years because uh, this yeah. stuff comes right out of the Joe Madden playbook for sure. All right, this has been MOB.com Extras, our Nationals edition for Jamal Collier. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. <laughs>